Right, so in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about failure, right? So go and get a, um, don't worry, I'll make it fun because it's such a heavy failure in it. So go and get yourself a drink. I've got a coffee. Where is it? Hang on. Oh, there it is. I've put it on the floor. Um, it's 5.30 here. I, I sprang out of bed at 5am for some reason, ready to do some work. Hang on, let me take a sip. That wouldn't be so bad, but I'm back to back today and I've got a funny feeling that lunchtime I might just suddenly just, poof, you know. But anyway, right, so let me tell you a story about failure. Failure, failure, failure. Now then, when I was a kid, I was a very bright kid, very disciplined, always very disciplined. If I wanted to do something, I'd do it. And um, always, you know, um, doing my homework on time and things like that. And um, I wanted to go down the academic route. I was very academic, you know, I was like very good at maths, English and all that, you know, very good at it. But um, I couldn't do the exams for some reason. I just overthought all the time. So in the exam, if it said like one plus one, I'd put 17, you know, and it'd be like, why? It's two. And I'm like, yeah, but if you add one there and then you add one there and I always overthought and the feedback from the teachers was always like don't do too much and then um and then I'd second guess myself and not put what I actually thought it was so the confidence wasn't there right so I failed my exams yeah because I just I knew the stuff but I didn't feel confident enough to retain it and I didn't feel confident enough to write down what I thought so I just guessed different stuff anyway I effed it up yeah, I left school with like three GCSEs, so the English, the drama and the art. I mean, who can fail those ones, right? So then I got a job in a factory because obviously just, hello, grades weren't there. I did resets as well, failed them. Um, got a job in a factory in a warehouse. That was hard work. Had to get up at 5am, pull pallets around a freezing cold warehouse. And yeah, minimum wage. So then... I thought, right, I'm going to do my driving test. And um, so I did my driving. Do you know how many times it took me to do my, my theory? Six times. I kept failing it. And I thought, what the hell? So it's like, whatever I tried in those formative years, I just kept failing. Well, if the confidence wasn't there, it certainly wasn't there by the end of it. And I felt like such a loser and such a outcast because all my friends were doing different things and going to uni and things. And um, I went to uni, I managed to get in like via, a, I don't know, some kind of route. But I went to Coventry Uni for like a year, I hated it. I wanted to get my head down and it was just so sociable and beer orientated and things. This was back in the day and I was like, nah, you know, I didn't like the, um, you know, lack of structure, so I just left. And I thought, great, I found that too. And I thought, God, I can't get a job. And um, I'm failing at everything. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I remember suffering terribly with my nerves and I would shake because I was inside, everything had crumbled. Yeah, everything had just kept collapsing, you know? I didn't have the faith, I didn't have the hope that everything was going to be all right. So I felt devastated, walking, talking, devastated, pointless person. And then things started to change. I started to get in a better job and then another job and then another job. 
you know, I had one job where I couldn't really afford my bus money, so I'd have to walk there, and it was like an hour and a bit along the canal. It was in the next town, part-time job, came back. And it was such a slow, sluggish journey. And then I moved to Birmingham, got another job. And then it felt like everything I touched just turned to shit because then I got made redundant. And then I applied for another job, didn't get that. And then I applied to go permanent, didn't get that. And then eventually I got a contract job. So anyway, it, I've been around the houses in the nicest possible way. Yeah. And um, then I realised, like, I'm 40... Hang on. I always uh, uh, mess up with my age. 42. I'm 42 now. And I realised it was all part of the bigger plan. Yep. Because... Uh, as you know, you can sense by my energy. I'm very like pop, 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 pop. Lots of energy, you know. Lots of ideas. Lots of creativity. I wasn't meant to go down the cre uh, the academic route. I wasn't meant to study in that way. I wasn't meant to settle for one of them jobs. I wasn't meant to like get a promotion at that part time job in that town. And I look back and I'm like, oh. You little shits, you know, to my guides. Because it's like my guides were like, hey, you're not meant to be doing all this. So we're just going to keep failing you, you know. And what I was meant to do was I was meant to learn how to deal with people. And what I was meant to do was I was meant to learn how what hard work was. So at 5am pulling a pallet around a warehouse that was freezing. And I had to wear long johns, jeans, leggings underneath vests because it was freezing I'm only five foot three and a half I had to climb on these things to get things down and put them in cages it was such a physical job and then you know it taught me hard work like getting up at 5 a.m you know and there was this I would say I would say 15 year stint of learning grafting yeah and now at 42 I've got this business Katie Q business obviously where in the day, sometimes, not always, but I contract on the recruitment stuff. So I'm very good at negotiations and I'm very good at talking to people and with people and understanding how people work and, you know, working with. And then I have the psychic stuff, so I'm very good at tuning in and, you know, understanding where people are at. And when they say, you know, I've got this hard work and hard job and I have to get up at five resonance there understand been there babes been there um and yeah I've got all these like skills that are popping up and like yesterday the magazine the new magazine was launched right and big shout out to my PA Sophie by the way we were whatsapping like mad yesterday there was smoke coming off my phone the hard work that that girl has put in I've sent her a present to be delivered today because she just went above and beyond she really did and it was just this these 15 years of shit even 20 i'd probably say i'd probably be bold enough to say 20 these 20 years of devastation has led to a point now where i'm taking ownership of my life i do what i want to do when i need to do it you know i have the right people i have the right navigational skills i have the hard work ethic anyway i won't keep going on i sound like a right twat but it's like you know, it's led to a point where I now understand I wasn't meant to do any of that, you know. But at the time, it was devastating. Like, I hit so many rock bottoms that 
ultimately what happened was I took it out of myself. Yeah, and I was very mean to myself. Like I'd go out drinking a lot, you know, I just got in with the with the wrong crowd and would drink a lot, party a lot. You know, letting off steam. Letting off steam that I just didn't feel good enough. And then I decided to kind of turn it around and get myself back a bit and pull from that discipline that I learnt. So I went from being disciplined to not disciplined and a bit flaky and a bit thoughtless to kind of thinking, no, 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 I need to get all those skills back and I need to aim higher. That wasn't an easy journey. I went from being very sociable and very accessible to people and I had a best friend and everything to all of a sudden I got a new job and it required me to be in the office, you know, nine till six. And the text message, I'll never forget it, it was incredibly hurtful. I was surrounded by people at the time that were saying things like, oh, we believe in you, oh, whatever you do, babe, I'm here to support you. The minute I got that job, nine till six, all of a sudden I started getting arsy text messages. You're not available to us anymore. What, nine till six? I'm available from six till 10 in the evening. How is that not available? And weekends. But the jealousy. So I realised then, I was like, oh, okay, people are really duplicitous, right? So you might say you're supportive, but you're not. And just as I was starting to turn my life around, it was another devastation because I realised the group of people that I was around were full of shit, for starters. And I thought, wow, how many knives in my back can I actually take? So I started to get um, separated. And I started to like focus on my career because my career was a way out. It was a ticket out of, you know, this decompression and this depression that I was around. And I got punished for it. I couldn't believe it. This more than just friends. It was everybody. And I thought, why have I got to have such a sad life? Like, all I want is, like, the best for myself. And I want opportunities and options. Why is everyone so bloody offended? But also, what what's with the bullying? Because there was a lot of bullying with it as well. And I was like, I don't think people realise how hard I work. I remember one day, I'll never forget it, I had these little shoes that I could hardly afford. And I was walking in the snow and my feet were so ice cold and wet. And I had tights on, so it was absorbing it all. And um, I just remember thinking it was pitch black. And I remember thinking, why am I even doing this? Because all my friends were in bed. And I wanted to get to the office really early to start the day. You know, early bird catches the worm. And I remember just feeling so abandoned and so shit. But I look back now and I want to give that person a big hug because there was a tiny little bit of hope that if I could just crack this job market and start to work towards better opportunities then my life long term will be better so short term pain long term long term gain I love it when I try and be inspiration I'll get my words mixed up and um so I I stuck with it and then another opportunity and another opportunity another opportunity and what started to happen in was the worm started to turn and it went from um no opportunities and it went from um, failure, constant failure for years upon years upon years to opportunities. And then another one, and then another one. You know, do people still stab me in the back? Yes, of course. But it doesn't matter so much because my self-esteem is there. I don't really care anymore, to be honest. I'm, all I think is, well, okay, you've shown your true colours, that's fine. You know, and it's like, 
the strength is there, the self-esteem is there. And, you know, whatever happens, whatever happens, I can sleep at night. Rich coming from me, actually, I've woke up at five. But I can, and we know that I have nightmares. But generally, there's a peace there. Like, I can sleep with with a peace of knowing that I wasn't, I, and I haven't been a horrible person. I've just had to make tough decisions and I've had to isolate myself and I've had to cut people off who just didn't have my best interests at heart, you know. And of course, that's led to loneliness and feelings of abandon, of course. But in a weird way, I'm okay with it, you know. And so this is why I'm opening up to you today because ultimately... I now have the wisdom to be able to tell you guys that if you have failure after failure after failure after failure, believe me when I tell you this, it is for a reason. You know? You know, it's like you look at relationships, you look at whatever. You know, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I didn't know what gay was. I didn't. I was from a small town. I don't know what any of that was. And I really had... A, a bit of an uncomfortable reaction with seeing same sex. I was like, eh, what? Because I didn't know what it was and it just seemed bizarre. Do you know what the interesting thing is? And I'll be open to you. So you know I date both, right? And um, I realised that I was meant to feel uncomfortable because it was a trigger point of being shown that that was a part of me. I knew I was a little bit masculine, <laughs> not gonna lie I mean I know I don't look it now I look like Barbie doll but I knew I was you know like you know I knew deep down that I was attracted to my own sex without a doubt but I was very uncomfortable with it because I hadn't found peace with it the reason I hadn't found peace with it not because of my own inner homophobia is because I was taught from everything around me from my environment my own ecosystem the media that it was wrong left to my own devices on a desert island I wouldn't have given a shit and this is why I do what I do, because I don't think and I don't believe and I don't feel that anyone should be imprinted on in a negative way. I think everyone should have a voice. You can tune in and out of that sweetheart as much as you like, but that doesn't warrant that we should have this one singular world where everyone's white and everyone's straight. That's not fair because the world is not like that. So now I feel much more comfortable. And, uh, you know, the irony is, is I was in the back of an ambulance and I'd collapsed. This was quite recently. Um, I'd collapsed and the paramedic, for some reason, so there's me being wired up. And this paramedic said to me, she just came out with it. She said, you know, I don't agree with this LGBTQ thing. And I thought, huh? Like, I'm in and out of it. And I thought, did I just ask you that? You're like, why am I, why are you telling me this shit, right? And she said, well, I don't agree with them teaching my kids. I don't want my kids to be influenced. And I remember lying there just thinking, I feel like absolute shit. And I'm about to just literally put you in your place, to be honest with you, because you've got a job to do and you're not doing it. And I said to her, well, how do you think I felt growing up? 
I knew I wasn't straight and I had to go to a straight school with straight people telling me about straight things. I felt like the loneliest little girl I knew because I wasn't seeing me anywhere. And I literally snapped at her and I said, you think it's a straight world and it's a white world and it's not. And I thought, right, this is where she just injects me in my heart, right, put me down. And then she kind of got a bit teary and I think she realised what I said. And life is hard if you do not see yourself around, right? Life is hard. But the reason I'm telling you about the straight gay thing is because where there is discomfort, there's actually a need for truth. And when I was trying to be an academic, I was very good at it. The discipline was there, but it was the failure, the failure, the failure. What was the failure telling me? It was uncomfortable. It was a discomfort. It was telling me, wrong path, sweetheart, wrong path. My guys were having a laugh. They were like, nope, nope, bibbidi-babbidi-boo, got a failure at this as well. Nope, nope, you know? And um, I mean, you could have just told me, but anyway, probably I wasn't listening, to be fair. And there was a discomfort with the people that I was around. I was hurt all the time. I was getting offended all the time. But again, it was the truth. If I was just honest with myself, I would have said to myself, I didn't like my best friend. I didn't, but I was desperate and lonely and I just wanted a best friend. Everyone else had one. I just wanted one, you know, and growing up, the reason I used to go, oh, same sex, I wasn't vomitus maximus, I mean, at all. There was no homophobia, there was just a discomfort because if I was honest with myself, I would have said, Katie, it would have, it was, it's okay. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to what people are saying. That's okay, that's your future. And do you know what? Here I am, 42, got, got this business where I'm able to express myself in so many different ways. And I've got the confidence and the steel in me to say fuck it I'm telling everyone who I date and you know no one has ever given me shit about it no one it has been such a soft safe landing everyone most people say oh new anyway I mean thanks you should have told me because I didn't you know so whoever you are whatever you are if there's a discomfort that you are feeling towards something then there's a need for truth in that area. And do you know, I'm not joking. I have been in offices where I have heard people say the most horrible homophobic comments. They're so angry, so angry. And, and now I understand that they need to be honest with themselves because I truly believe, and from my experience and from all my exposure to pretty much every class there is, every social standing and every type of person that I've come across, when someone is so angry, then there is a truth there. And I truly believe people who are so hatred and so hateful towards, you know, same-sex couples or different cultures it's because they know they're inferior next to that person and they know they need to submit to that person and they know that they don't want to admit it, but they're wrong. So they're using volume, they're using weight, they're using fire energy to dominate even though they know they're wrong. Look in an argument, when you get in an argument, 
The truth teller will always stay nice and calm. It's the one who's bullshitting and lying that will like be really loud because they're trying to dominate and make it make it about them and try and shift the truth because they know the truth is being said. So go, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. They know in that moment that you're telling the truth. There's no need for volume. There's no need for shouting in arguments unless you want to manipulate. So when someone is hateful towards a group, a race, um, you know, anything, anything you can you can choose. When someone is hateful, then they know that they are in the wrong. Yeah. I mean, no shit, Sherlock. But it's worth highlighting again, right? So whenever you feel discomfort about something, or hate, or a discord, please remember there needs to be a truth in that situation. And what I mean by that is you need to look at yourself and go, shit, am I that person? And you need to find peace with it, you know? And no matter what race, sexuality, age, whatever, who gives a shit, you know? It doesn't matter. No one should feel discomfort. When you're at peace, you are open and honest with everything that goes on. You're just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. You can live in harmony because you're peaceful within yourself. But failure is never... Failure is not a emotion that is wasted. Failure is the absolute message from spirit saying you cannot go down this route. Discomfort is a signal that you shouldn't be going down that route. Unhappiness is a signal you shouldn't be going down that route. That's why in marriages you get very unhappy people in marriages because you know that you shouldn't be in that marriage. It's not, a, it's not the right marriage for you. But failure is an absolute ending of that route. I don't know about you, but I have learned to celebrate failure because whenever a friendship collapses, whenever someone doesn't get back to me, whenever something happens, whenever I don't get something, I now celebrate it because I'm like, I have dodged a bullet that I have not seen. I don't need to see it, but I'm wise enough and old enough to know that whenever I don't get something these days and there is failure or discord or when someone is being hateful towards someone, something, some group, some race, I now know that that is to be left alone. I don't feel personally attacked. I don't. I see ignorance. I see your ignorance. And I hope you find peace within yourself because a normal, peaceful, complete human being wouldn't have hate for another group, race or sexuality unless it was hitting a bit of a nerve that you don't want to look at. Yep. I have seen the most radical homophobic people come out in about 10 years. I used to work in a gay bar. Saw it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, your journey, boo, not mine. But where there is hate, there is a disillusionment of I don't want to look at that because I don't want to look at myself because I don't want to accept myself because I'm failing myself. You're not failing yourself at all, sweetheart. If you are a good person and you have a good heart, then you've completed life. And if you can hold on to that throughout the whole of your lifetime, then you have not failed. You, boy, you have succeeded. You know, I see it within church groups. I used to go to church a lot. And whenever I see an angry Christian, I mean, you get it on it's social media, don't you, where they just pick people's videos and then um, 
look down at them with disdain and highlight how awful pop culture is. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's an angry heart. You know, you call yourself a Christian, but you've got an angry heart. So I don't think you are. You failed at your own religion there, babes. You know, you look at all the prophets. You look at all the people who came before us, whether it's Jesus, Allah, whoever. Good hearts, kind hearts, peaceful hearts. You know, do me a favour. To change your life, don't hold hate towards anyone. Accept everyone. Everything that is happening right now, just accept it and send peace to it. No one is going to dominate you. No one is going to take over your world. You know, just chill out and enjoy your own heart. But failure is not what you think it is. Failure is an absolute blessing. Something has failed. Fantastic. Brilliant. Awesome. Stay in your good-hearted energy and the world will open up. If only I knew this when I was younger because I was so devastated and depressed. I'm going to get upset talking about it because I felt so shit. I was at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. And it's been a hard climb ever since. And there's one thing I cannot stand. Well, a couple of things I cannot stand now. Don't worry, I don't hate it. But I see people with a bad attitude and no discipline. And I think your life is going to be absolute chaos without those two things. So do me a favour. You have been blessed with being born on this planet, which is diversified. And there's lots of different cultures, lots of different sexualities, lots of different races and religions. Your job is you. Stay in your lane. Stay in your little area, you know, energetically. Keep your aura nice and clean. Keep a nice, kind heart. Keep a nice, kind mind. And your life will be absolutely fantastic and rich there will be no failure. Because you will be resonating at your own frequency where you will know when something is dis uncomfortable. So you'll see the first couple of flags. I don't feel ease here. I feel uncomfortable. Um, I am unhappy. First couple of flags, you don't need to pursue this anymore. But nope, let's keep pursuing things that are unhappy. Let's stay in marriages that are unhappy and then failure. And then you're devastated. It's like, mm, to be fair, babe, you did kind of miss the first few flags. But anyway, look, Stay in your lane. I love you loads. You haven't failed. You're actually just being reborn. All right. So on that note, love you loads. <laughs> Come here for a big cuddle and get the bloody magazine with you. We have worked our asses off. Months and months and months and months and months of hard work. Do you know why? Do you know why this magazine is so important? Because it showcases and it shows you how other people are doing it. Not from a braggadocious way, but they are pioneers in what they do and they are showing you their rock bottoms how they got out of that rock bottom how they move forward how they change their mindsets this is incredible stuff all right so look on that note i love you loads come here for a big cuddle and squeeze you are not a failure have more faith in yourself love yourself and stay in your lane all right everything is for a purpose all right Mm-hmm.